legends, myths, ghosts, the paranormal, all these and more, exploring into the night, welcome. Welcome back my ghoul seeking, witch loving, ghost scene friends, to episode 11 of your favorite spookcast exploring into the night. I am your host, Galileo. As we go further into our investigations, we have found out something that we had already suspected for a long time. If not all, most legends have similarities one from another, even if they are from different parts of the world. Last week, we spoke of the Dead Woman's Crossing in Weatherford, Oklahoma, and it rang a bell about a local and famous legend, La Llorona, which translates into the weeping woman that can be heard and even seen in different parts of Mexico, especially in and around the Xochimilco canals in southern Mexico City. Well, today we start with that legend that is so famous that even Hollywood has made a movie, movie about it, placing it in the Conjuring universe. This is the real story. This story takes place in colonial Mexico and it refers to a long-haired woman dressed in white that can be seen and heard in the street crossings calling out with horrific weepings to her long lost children. The story is about the Aztec woman called Tonatzin who was a young beautiful single mother of two kids. She used to plant grow and harvest flowers on the chinampas, which are floating earth beds that let water in and plant roots out the bottom in order for the plants to grow. She sold these plants at the nearest market. She was well known in the town of Xochimilco as a kind, warm-hearted person that even with her limitations would help out those she could. One day, she went to the market to sell her week's harvest, leaving her kids as usual at home. They were 12 and 9 years old. It was a long day and she hardly sold her flowers, just enough to trade for food for her family. She came home after dark. She lived in a shed that was on the edge of the water canals. All of a sudden, when she was close to home, she saw a bright light coming from her house. Then she saw it. The house was on fire. She rushed to the house to get the kids to safety. The oldest one had covered his sister and, and himself in a thick blanket in order to cover themselves from the flames. But she was too late. When she arrived, she saw the blanket in a blaze. Without giving it a thought, she picked up her kids and while burning herself, dumped them feet away in the canal in an effort to put the fire out. In her desperation, she held the kids underwater making sure the fire was gone. By this time, the neighbors had come in to her aid and were using buckets to put the fire out. When she pulled her kids from the water and onto the shore, she noticed the kids were not moving at all. Neighbors came closer and saw the most horrific scene that they could imagine. 
While trying to put the fire out, she held the kids under the water for far too long, and they had clearly drowned. The sheet had protected them from the fire, but not from the water. Once she noticed what she had done, she went into hysteria. Tonatzin started screaming and yelling, Ay, mis hijos, or, Oh, my children. And while weeping, she ran off onto the darkness, never to be seen or heard from again. During the following days, people searched for her body, as the canals make small islands and the weed at the bottom of the waterbeds can tangle a person and they might drown, a situation that happens even nowadays if one falls from the chalupas, which are colorful raft-like boats used to maneuver around the area. A few months passed and people started to forget that dreadful evening. About a year later was the first time that she was heard around in the area. That same day, children, same age as her kids, went missing. A situation that was extremely odd back in those days in 1700. The next night, her weeps were heard again and yet again, more children went missing. This happened for about 15 straight nights. The same amount of nights people searched for her missing body. Whenever this happened, people would rush inside and keep their children inside, holding them as they went into a trance when the cries were heard. Several years, for several years, the same thing happened until police were involved in the matter. Keep in mind that during these times, Mexico was still under Spanish rule and governors did not care much for the situation until the daughter of one of them went missing. Ironically, she was named Xochitl and she went missing in the very same Xochimilco canals. During the police investigations, they were led to a church that had been flooded out during huge rainstorm several years back and the water was still still halfway up the main bell tower. The police decided to do something that was unheard of. They would go inside the church as it was the only place that had never been searched. They had to reach the building via boat and enter it from the roof and down they went. To their surprise, the place was completely dry inside, even with the water outside being more than 4 meters high. The place was in total ruins, it had all but collapsed during the great floods. They searched the main rooms and found nothing, no sign of life, ghosts or anything. That is when they heard it, the weeping sound of La Llorona somewhere inside with them. They hurried to the basement where they thought the sounds were coming from, but it only led them to the crypts under the old building. This is where the story gets fuzzy as authorities state that the policemen were in shock for several weeks after the ordeal. They stated that they, say they saw the weeping ghost down a corridor and they had started floating towards them, going around in circles, closing in on them every time she went around. One of the officers went hysterical and started running. The ghost followed close by. The other officer 
decided a daring strategy to search for the cribs of her two children, and maybe, just maybe, by seeing they had a proper burial, she would be at peace. So he yelled to his partner to keep the coast distracted while he searched. It was nearly impossible in complete darkness with just a candle lamp to light his way. But he did this, and he didn't stop. He searched and searched for what seemed like ages until he saw a crypt that had two names, but part of the plaque had been broken and was in the ground. When he reached the broken tomb, he knew he was in the right spot. Unfortunately for him, the ghost was now right beside him. Her long black hair and glowing eyes paralyzed him in fear. Fear for his life. He somehow found the strength to pick up the piece of the plaque and place it in the crypt, perfectly spelling out Oyin and Tonatiu. Beloved by all, may their souls rest in peace along with their mother, Tonatzin. The ghost launched forward towards the officer, but stopped dead in his tracks as soon as she saw the names. Her messy hair curled into a bun and her eyes stopped glowing and revealed the beautiful face of who once was. The cop says that she smiled and said, thank you for finding my children. And she walked or floated into the grave. All of a sudden, all the children that had gone missing appeared out of behind other tombs and graves. They looked as if they had been sleeping and hadn't, had not one scratch on them, even the ones that had been missing for years. They even had not aged at all, not even a bit. The policemen gathered the kids and placed them on a boat and left. Just as there were no more than 10 meters from the church, this building collapsed into the water to be seen, never to be seen, I'm sorry, until the early 1920s when the lake bed was dried out. Afterwards, the kids stated that Tonatzin had been taking care of them, singing them lullabies and putting them in near eternal sleep. Once home, the families were reunited as soon as they saw their families, a very loud, Ay, mis hijos! coming from the lake with a loud boom that remains a mystery until now. La Llorona can still be heard all around Mexico during certain nights of the year, especially when close to bodies of water. Unfortunately, every time she is heard, it is said that she has come back to claim the soul of a kid. The last time that she was reported, it was in northern Mexico City, and the next day a fire broke out in a home killing a young three-year-old. Few legends continue to live as long and through the centuries, so remember whenever you are down in Mexico and hear the faint yet recognizable cry, put your children inside to sleep and close all the doors and windows and don't open them or walk outside until the next morning. Wow, this is a famed yet living le legend. Not far from where Tonatzin lived lies yet another legend 
Yes, these canals are full of myth and legends as they are heavy in history. This legend is about a lonely old man in this island of Xochimilco, which is known as the Island of the Dolls. The island belonged to a lonely old man called Don Julian Santana, who lived on his own on the island for more than 20 years. Legend has it that while walking around the island, Julian found the body of a young girl who had died in the canals and was tangled in the tree branches from the shore. From that day, the man was never at peace and lived afraid, stating that every night the spirit of the little girl would haunt them. He would hear her screams, howls, and pleas. Since he was a believer of the supernatural and all those types of beings, he thought of a way to protect himself from the spirits. This consisted of filling the island with dolls, with the means to scare off any evil spirits, especially the one of that little girl. Don Julian would go out every day to sell his harvest at the local market, just as Donatzin, and on the way he would find dolls thrown on the sidewalks and even in dumpsters. And so he would collect these dolls and little by little he would decorate his home in a horrific manner using hundreds of creepy toys. He would always tell people that a mermaid would appear on the edge of the river and he would tell her to take him with her. One day, while he was fishing with his nephew, something horrific happened. His nephew had gone to gather the cattle that was out herding. When he came back to the boat, he found the dead body of his uncle Don Julian, who had passed of a heart attack, or that's what doctors say. It was the way he had requested the mermaid to take him oh, so many times before. Nowadays, people keep taking dolls to the island as a way to keep the spirit of Don Julian alive and unforsaken. The island is still and will keep being decorated by uncountable amounts of dolls guarding the place from any evil spirits. There are ways to keep evil spirits at bay, some strange ones such as the dolls on this island, or even spitting while speaking of such spirits as it is done by the Romanian people of Transylvania. Hmm. Dracula or Vlad Tepes. Now that's a legend I would like to go on into during the next episode while we collect and compile all the different legends and stories that are being sent to us by our listeners. And we thank you very much for that. Well, my friends, it's getting kind of late once more. In a sense, it's time to go out and explore into the night once again. Remember, if you have any stories, legends, myths, or personal experiences and would like for us to share them in this podcast, please send them to us via email at eitnpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter at Into Exploring or just type Exploring Into the Night talk to you in the next episode. This has been your host Galileo. Good evening.